You're listening to How to Walk on Sunshine, your guide to joyful living. I'm your host, Alexia Rauchi. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a lovely day. Today's episode is a special one. It's called College Mess to Mindfulness, Part 1, Navigating Hookup Culture, Social Anxiety, and Self-Worth. Now, this series will be divided into three parts. The best way to describe it is that it's a tale of heartbreak, tenderness, self-love, and the emergence into a new way of living. This series is very exciting for me because it outlines my mindfulness journey and gives you an inside look on how I cultivated the routines and mindset practices that have helped elevate me to the intentional lifestyle that I'm living now. And this episode specifically focuses on the experience that pushed me to discover mindfulness and start on the path of healing. And by the title, you already have a hint of what it's going to be about. You're definitely going to get some juicy details. But there's a little twist in this episode because I will be telling it through two different lenses. The first one being an honest portrayal of how I felt and reacted at the time. And the second one is how my current self would behave if put in the same situation. So we've got some past and current self duo going on, which means there will be particular moments where I stop the story to reflect on how I could have taken a more meaningful, mindful approach. So this is both a way for me to take hold of the narrative and see it through a different perspective. And it's also a chance to show you guys a clear difference and change in my mentality. So let's get started. Everyone grab some tea, grab some popcorn, get comfy, because this is going to be a long, wild ride. And we are about to time travel back to my past. So the mission starts in three, two, one. It all begins August 2018, my freshman year of college. I was excited and thriving off the energy of summer, ready to put myself out there and meet new people. And by that point, classes just started and I was on my third or fourth day trying to perfectly organize my tiny little dorm room when my sweet mate came in with some exciting news. And it was that there were some boys in the hall lounge. I know, right? That was the exciting news. And um, she met them and she was wondering if I wanted to meet them too. So of course I said yes, I was ready to get out of my room and meet new people. So I followed her down to the hall lounge and there were four guys sitting at the table there. And there are only gonna be two at the forefront of the story. So their code names are Ethan and Troy. Gotta remember those cause they are gonna be coming up a lot in this story, one more so than the other. And um, then we all introduced ourselves and I sat down at the table next to them to do my homework. And then randomly at one point, the four of them just started singing like a word or a phrase in unison. And I got really excited because I love singing and music and I thought it could be something we could all connect on. So we got on the topic of music and I was really excited because I learned that Ethan and Troy are really involved in it and they both sing and play piano and Troy can also play the ukulele. So we ended up having a mini jam sesh where Ethan and I would sing and then Troy would play the uke and harmonize with us. And we did that for a solid hour, I think. And then we parted ways to just, you know, take a break and then we planned to meet up again at around 9 p.m. 
So nine o'clock rolls around and we play a card game for hours. It got super heated and everyone was yelling. At one point, it's called Egyptian Rat Screw. If any of you know the game, it can get really intense and just really fun. So I definitely recommend playing that with people that you've just met. Eventually, everyone got really tired just because of all of the yelling and I really wanted to play pool downstairs. I still had a lot of energy left, so Ethan, said that he would be down to play with me. And at that point, I had kind of an idea. I was like, oh, maybe he's interested. I don't know, but I didn't want to read too much into it. And so I was like, cool. And we went down to the basement and it was just him and me completely by ourselves. And things started to get a little flirty and lighthearted. And um, we played many rounds of pool. I really don't know who won. I think it could have been me, but it might have also ended up being a tie. And um, then after we were done playing with pool, we decided to take a break and talk in one of the conference rooms downstairs. So at this point, all of the lights were off and it's getting super late. I'm pretty sure it was probably around 1 a.m. when we decided to talk in the conference room. And then we just decided to listen to music and just vibe, get to know each other. And at one point we got really silent and just um, letting the music kind of speak for us and letting it fill the space. And then one thing led to another and we kissed. So at this point, it was pretty late. I think it was about 4 a.m. And then eventually we were both exhausted since, you know, it was 4 a.m. And then we went back up to our floor and parted ways. And the funny thing is we actually only lived three doors down from each other. So living in close quarters definitely played a part in this story. So moving on to the next day, I was, of course, thrilled and excited to see Ethan again. And I told my sweet mate about it. And she said that her and Troy actually connected. So we had this double date thing going on. And the four of us decided that day to have lunch together in the dining hall. So that was really nice. And after that, the four of us hung out again. But then one day, I think I was just in the lounge doing homework and I was on Snapchat. And I saw on Ethan's Snapchat story, there was a photo of these two girls and he captioned it something like sorority girls or like just something like that. And I got so mad and upset. And I basically tried to avoid him the next couple of days because I was just so embarrassed and he didn't try to reach out either. So it kind of felt like things were done very quickly, but I still liked him and I was a little confused and um, I didn't really know where to go from there because I would see him often since we lived on the same floor. And now looking back on it, I would have acted completely different. First of all, I wouldn't have let my initial reaction to the Snapchat story go on as long as it did. I would have instead just let it simmer down and look at the situation objectively. It's just two girls on a Snapchat story and I don't know any of the context behind it. so. There really was no reason for me to jump to conclusions. And then after just looking at it objectively, I would have just moved on unaffected and just, I would have asked Ethan about it if it was bothering me the next time um, I saw him. But of course that is not what happened. I did not take that more mindful approach to the situation. So let's move forward to find out what happened next.
So I ended up talking to Troy, Ethan's best friend, about how I was feeling about the situation and kind of why I was ghosting Ethan a little bit. And Troy said that Ethan thought I was over him, which is why he hasn't reached out and thought that I was moving on. But I had a chance for redemption because one of the four guys uh, from earlier was hosting a kickback at their house and we would all go together. So that was a chance for me to actually talk to Ethan. So it was me, my sweet mate, Ethan, Troy, and a bunch of other people at this little kickback. And that is when I told Ethan that I wanted to talk to him. So we parted away from the crowd and we went back to his car. And I basically said, look, I like you. I want to see where things go. And he said the same thing and that we would just go slowly, see where we end up and all of that. So the air was pretty clear at that point and we just went back to the party and then we hung out more when we were back at the dorms. At that point I felt okay but what followed that night was me all of a sudden becoming really insecure, anxious, and unsure about Ethan. And this is because I've never had a casual, intimate relationship with anyone at that point. It was either I was serious about somebody and I was all in or not at all. And I didn't understand or know the casual college hookup realm or the talking stage. And it was just all very new territory for me. And I definitely should have prepared myself for it. And to both my past self and anyone listening who is in college or about to enter in their freshman year, definitely set your personal boundaries for what and who you are willing to spend your energy on. Determine if you're comfortable with casual dating and seeing more than one person at a time. If you're willing to explore something with just one person and letting that grow organically and not rushing into things, or if you want an exclusive relationship and you're searching for someone who wants something more serious as well. Of course, all relationships progress differently and there's no right or wrong way of entering one. All that matters is that you figure out what you're comfortable with. And once you figure out what kind of dating scene works best for you, always, always, always communicate with your partners just upfront with what you're looking for. And if what they want doesn't match with what you want and willing to spend your energy on, don't settle for it for the sake of having an intimate partner and being with someone. Focus on the people who want the same thing and have the same values as you. Good chemistry does not always mean a good match for a sustaining romantic relationship. For instance, Ethan and I had really good chemistry, but I realized there were some fundamental differences that made it difficult to have any sort of really serious relationship with him. And um, I'll get into that a little bit later. So back to the story, we are at the same point and this is when I just entered a casual thing with Ethan. But what we failed to talk about is that if we're both okay with talking to other people in a more than platonic way, or if we're going to explore something exclusively with each other to see if we are compatible. And that is part of the reason why I was so anxious being around him because we didn't establish our boundaries. Therefore, I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how often to contact him, how affectionate I could be, you know, all of those things that anyone would kind of be unsure about when first entering in any kind of romantic relationship, even if it's casual. But it's important for me to mention that I was insecure at the time and dealing with my own personal 
um, issues. And I was also socially anxious. So that definitely contributed to the situation. And all of that combined with the lack of boundaries led me to making a rather rash decision of wanting to end things with him. And it was one night where, with the help of friends, telling him I wanted to talk to him, uh, that I got the courage to open up. And I remember we went down to the hallway and we sat down on the ground and I started off by saying, look, I really wish I didn't have to say this, but I think we should end things because I know you want something casual and I don't wanna get hurt in the end. And I said a bunch of other stuff I can't remember because I was probably nervous rambling at that point, but after I was done talking, he said his piece that he understood and that it's freshman year, so he wasn't looking for anything serious like I thought. And then we went back to his room, we played video games with all of his friends, and that was that. But I still really liked him, and it was really hard not being able to hang out with him in the same way. And as I retell this part of the story, I realize it was good of me to be vulnerable about the fact that I don't want to get hurt. But if I were back in that moment, this is what I would say to him. Look, I really like you and I want to have open communication. Personally, I'm only talking to you and I'm not interested in talking to other people like that. I want to know if you're on the same page and if we can agree to explore something between just us. Obviously not rushing into anything, but talking to each other exclusively. And if you still want to talk to other people intimately like we are, I understand, but I think we should end things if that's the case and just remain friends. So I think that is a good example of me establishing boundaries and saying clearly what I want instead of jumping the gun and terminating the relationship entirely. But let's get back to the story. So the next night, post the ending of this casual relationship with Ethan, I walk past his dorm room on the way to a party and I see a bunch of girls exiting his room, like a whole corral of them, and they're hugging him and his roommate and saying it was so nice to meet them. And I'm standing there like, what the fuck? And I got so hurt and upset immediately because it seemed really clear that it took him no time at all to move on. And it felt like what we had going on wasn't important at all and that I wasn't even special to him in any way and I also felt embarrassed for being upset and it was just a whole combination of emotions at once and yeah even though I did endings with him I definitely just still had all these feelings coming up because I still genuinely liked him and that moment was really hard to deal with for me and with moments like that at first it seems like there's no good way to handle it but in reality, I did have two choices, to either stew in my emotions all night and be miserable, or to address what I was feeling and then redirect my energy to having fun at the party. Uh, remember that there is always a better way to handle your reaction to things. So uh, moving forward, I was pretty unhappy that entire night because yeah, I chose to stew in my sad feelings. and. It just progressed from there. The social anxiety I felt before I ended things multiplied tenfold because now it felt like my place in the friend group with him was disrupted and uprooted uh, to something different and I didn't know how to handle it. And every time I would hang out with him and his friends, 
I felt like I was unwanted and not fun enough to be around. And that was just my own personal thing to deal with. But it was also a sign that they weren't my people and that I needed friends who had the same values and interests as me. And although, yes, I've had plenty of fun with this group of people and they're wonderful guys, I realized that in the end, we are just on different wavelengths and I can only tolerate a certain amount of time with them, which is certainly okay. And I just wish I knew that then. So I definitely want to make an episode about friendships and setting social boundaries for yourself so you can find the type of people that you feel supported, energized, and loved by. But let's get back to the main plot. So after months of emotional turmoil that I stirred up within myself, I decided to write out my feelings in poetry. And writing has always been and continues to be a creative outlet for myself. And I am a creative writing major as well, so that definitely has something to do with it. But I found that it was really helpful during this time to journal and reflect so I could be more aware of my thought patterns and behavior. And the reason why this was so helpful for me is because I felt really lonely at the time. And being able to write my feelings and put it into a piece of work or a journal entry made me feel seen. It made me feel seen by me and the universe. And that's when I started being more in tune with myself. And at this time, I also got into songwriting, which has further progressed into a greater skill and passion. And then a month later, I started strength training. And I never worked out before then ever. So that was amazing for my overall health. And if you want to hear about my fitness and health journey, DM me or comment down below if you're watching the video version of this episode. But anyway, moving forward, at this time, I also got on Tinder. I definitely did that to fill a void, not gonna lie. But it was a good learning opportunity because I could just see the kinds of people that I did and didn't connect with. But going back to what I said about socializing and energy, I think it would have been best to focus on myself more during that time. So eventually it was winter break and I spent that time working and singing sad love songs in my room 24 seven. Shout out to Out of Love by Alessia Cara. What a good sad love song to listen to. And it was just good to get away from my university and Ethan and the drama and just be in my own space. And that's when I actually started my blog and the whole name that I go under, it's at Vitaly Girl. And although I abandoned the blog a few months after I created it, it's obvious now that I came back to it and am dedicating more time to my brand than ever before. And a really transformative moment after this was actually on the plane ride back to my school for second semester. I was reading a book my sister gifted to me. It's called Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood. And after just reading a few sentences, I instantly started crying on the plane and it's because what i read resonated so deeply with what i was experiencing and what i was experiencing was an obsession with someone who was emotionally unavailable to me and i revolved my life around him i would think about him constantly and think of every which way in which i could get closer to him and make him see my worth and want to pursue something with me and all of that attachment i learned stemmed from my tumultuous family dynamic and childhood trauma. And I'm not going to go too much into my personal family life, but all of it did leave me to 
subconsciously seek partners that resemble the same emotional uncertainty that I grew up with. So that was a huge eye-opening moment for me, and that book really kickstarted my self-awareness. And if you think you would benefit from reading this book, and you definitely do not have to be a woman to relate to it, it's called Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So after reading that, I entered second semester with a newfound sense of self and determination to put myself first. I was writing more and admittingly still on Tinder, but I stopped going on it eventually. And around January or February is when I found someone on Instagram who goes by the handle at SciSwoon. And I absolutely love her and I'm still a big follower of hers today. Her name is Gabby and I first came across one of her self-awareness memes on the Explore page and then I looked into her page even more and discovered all these musings on the self and art and energy and it was overall just exactly the kind of content that I needed at the time. And I also started following therapy accounts that helped me focus on grounding as well. And I want to lightly touch on the topic that I never went to a therapist or a psychologist, although I did consider it at the time. But there are logistical things like insurance and financial reasons that make therapy not accessible to everyone. And I found that I ended up being able to do the inner work on my own. I am, of course, not perfect, and I'm open to seeking professional help if I need it. But ultimately, I enjoy being my own source of clarity and comfort, and it's what has worked best for me. I made sure that I surrounded myself with the resources I needed to grow, but Everyone's situation is different and I encourage you to listen to yourself and be honest about whether or not therapy is something that you need. So with that aside, let's get back to the story. At this point, it's the end of March and I was actually hanging out with Ethan again. And I know what you guys might be thinking, girl, why did you go back to hanging out with him? But um, it happened naturally and it felt very casual and stress-free when we were together and it honestly felt like we were reconnecting. So that was great. And the moments that were not so great was when I would read into things again and start overanalyzing. But I did get a better hold on my feelings than before. And I was focusing on myself more, but definitely the anxiety and also the infatuation was still playing a part in my life. Then came the end of May all of a sudden and I was all moved out of the dorm. It felt like everything second semester just went by so fast. And once I was moved out of the dorm, I came back a couple of days later because I guess I couldn't get enough of the place. And I ended up hanging out with Ethan and his friends. And we all actually ended up eating dinner together with his family, with Ethan's family which was a little crazy for me um, meeting his family, but I had a really nice time and I definitely got along with everyone really well. And then after dinner, Ethan asked me if I wanted to sleep over. So we know what that means. And after that night, I thought that it was the rekindling of something. I don't know what, but I was hopeful that we could start over and try something between us again. But eventually I got the impression he did not feel the same way and that we would never move past the casual hookup stage. So there I was again, completely crushed and devastated. I let my feelings for him get stronger and then I was suddenly at this place where there was no space for those feelings anymore. 
So that day definitely felt like a huge, huge step back. But in hindsight, it truly was the beginning of a completely different life. And I remember it was so early when I left his dorm room and the sun was just taking up my entire car and my windshield as I drove home. I was just shrouded in this golden light. And there were points where I was just blissfully happy and ready to move on. And then I would start crying the next moment. And this is because I was acknowledging and mourning the end of something and someone that I held on to for so long, while also knowing that it was what was best for me. It was definitely the definition of bittersweet. And it was also very representative of what getting over someone is like. Healing is not linear and some days are better than others, but if you were to zoom out and look at where you were and where you are now, you'll realize that those little setbacks, you know, the moments that you dwell in the past and lose yourself, those moments gradually become less and less powerful and they have less of a hold on you. And soon enough, they are replaced by moments that are much brighter. So there I was driving with the sun and tears in my eyes, unknowingly heading in the direction of a new life. And that is where I am ending this episode. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the story. The cliffhanger was very necessary because I've divided the series in a way that makes the most sense and honors different parts of my journey. And in the next two episodes, you will find out the unfolding of events that led to a life-changing trip, a newfound sense of self-love, and a multitude of amazing people that have entered my life. So make sure to follow How to Walk on Sunshine to stay updated on the story. And you can stay personally connected to me through my socials. My Instagram, blog, and YouTube are all under at Girl. And I made an account for the podcast, actually. It's called Sunshine Podcast on Instagram. And the links will be in the show notes down below. And before I end this, I want to make a note of the fact that even though I looked at the story through my current lens and talked about how I could have acted differently, I would not go back and change anything. And it is because of all the drama that I experienced that I was able to emerge into the person that I am today and discover the people and the opportunities and creative outlets that now saturate my life and have made it better. So to anyone who is experiencing what looks like a rough patch, you have the chance to turn it around and change the narrative. And I think it's really interesting me retelling the story um, actually didn't incite any feelings of longing or regret at all. I was just able to look at this entire story as something that happened to me and I was able to be in that observer mode and just look at it as just a series of events unfolding. So I think that is also amazing progress as well. And I really hope that you enjoyed the story truly and want to stay updated with my mindfulness journey. So with that, I want to offer up an affirmation for all of us to hold on to after this episode ends. And I'm going to incorporate a final affirmation at the end of each episode from now on because I think they're super sweet and helpful. So feel free to repeat after me. I am loved, I am worthy, and I always have myself to come back to. 
And with that, I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. With much love and gratitude, this is Alexia signing off. Bye.